Following Christ with us is an invitation for women of all ages and in every stage of life to grab their Bibles and a cup of coffee and join us, Shirley Crowder and Lee Wren, as we discuss what the Bible says about a variety of topics. Thank you for joining us today. I am Shirley, and my friend Lee is sitting here with me. How are you today, Lee? Great. How are you? I'm doing great. And um, we are just so excited that you decided to join us. We are on a journey to just look at Scripture and see what Scripture says and figure out for us how we apply that Scripture and hopefully help you with some questions you might have along the way. <clears throat> Lee, have you heard the story of the chicken and the pig? No. No, you should I cannot see, say I have. <laughs> you should see the look on Lee's face. <laughs> I cannot say I've heard that one. Okay. Well, the chicken and the pig were walking down the street one day, and they noticed a sign in a restaurant window, and it said, Fresh Ham and Eggs. <laughs> Upon reading the sign, the pig broke out in a run. When the chicken finally caught up with the pig, she asked, Why are you running? And the pig replied, For you, it's only a contribution. For me, it's a total commitment. Mm -hmm. That's funny, isn't that it? That is funny. But and oh, true. so true. <laughs> yeah. So, Lee, why don't you pray and get us started? <clears throat> Dear Lord, I thank you for this day that you've given us to come before you, God, and just all be together and learn about you, Lord, and learn ourselves, God. And I just pray that you'll be with everyone listening to this podcast, God, and I just pray that we'll be a blessing to them in some kind of way, God, and that we'll be able to maybe answer any questions they may have or be a comfort to them, God. I thank you again for our time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, today we're going to start out with reading Romans 12, 1 and 2. Lee's going to read that for us from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Okay, it's a living sacrifice. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm. I love that those verses. I love, love, love them. <clears throat> now, for those listening, I'm older than 20, a lot. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> when I was growing up, there really King James was the only version of scripture around. Yes. When I was in high school, I think is when the Good News, um, mm -hmm. which isn't a translation, but the Good News Bible came out. <clears throat> but I did all of my memorizing in King James. And the Living Bible? Was that? That, that was not until late. That was late. Okay. I think I was in college when that came out. Okay. So um, it's been a while. Uh, and so... When I memorized this, it started, I urge you, therefore, brethren. Mm -hmm. And so you're looking at that word, therefore. And what do they say about when you see the word, therefore? That's what it's there for. <laughs> exactly. That's what it's there for. That is for us to and, follow. Right. Yes. And I've heard it said that it that 
when you see the word therefore, it's really a flashing arrow sign pointing backward to what you just read. And so Paul is the author of Romans. And so what it's saying is look back to the first 11 chapters of Romans. And what you'll see in there is the deep, deep theology. Paul explaining who God is and God's holiness and that his requirement is that his followers are holy. Right. And the huh, we in big trouble because we aren't and can't be. Right. How can we be reconciled? And so all of those things, um, as you've, if you've got your Bible where you can, you can flip through all of those uh, chapters and it talks about God's providence and how you can live in the spirit and how the law doesn't save us, but we wouldn't know we needed to be saved, that there was sin if we didn't have the law to tell us it was wrong. Right. And um, we talk about, he talks about us being heirs with Christ. Now, that is such a cool, cool concept. Excuse me. You know, we've heard people actually say, you know, when they lived under the law, Mm-hmm. You know, in the Old Testament, and boy, you followed it to the letter. Exactly. You know, and that now we're under grace. Yes. We see, mm-hmm. we have not, not everyone, of course, but we have seen people. I can, I live under grace now. And like, that's just their excuse. For everything. Yes. They can do what they want yes. to because God will forgive it. And Jesus came and now and that, it's all good. That you know? is, is not right. what scripture says at all. And so as we're looking at this, um, this therefore here, this this pivotal, pivotal verse here, it's saying, okay, here's the deal. All that theology, all those facts, all that stuff in Romans 12, Romans chapters 1 to 11, it's just cold, hard, vain, useless facts. Unless... And that's where that verse one um, goes on to say, unless you do what? You follow him, you obey him, you you crawl up on that altar. You obey and surrender. And give him everything. You're the living sacrifice. All of it. Um, and so it, it's just it's just so cool. Um, because Knowing theology, I mean, I do a lot of biblical counseling, and when I'll say verses to people, sometimes I, <clears throat> I remember getting so outdone uh, with a counselee one time because I'd say, well, you know, Scripture says, I know it, I know it, I know it. I got so frustrated. <laughs> I said, no, you don't know it, because if you knew it, you would do it. That's right. Right? Yes. You would obey. Yes. You would live it. Yes, you would obey. And uh, Scripture even tells you that. If you love me, Jesus said, keep my commandments. Um, so the the, theref- the therefore uh, is what a friend of mine refers to as the connector between the cold, hard, bang, facts, theology, and the warm bodies. I mean, what do we do with it? Um, one of my... Many favorites, and I have a bunch um, 
pastors. He was seminary president for a while in the PCA. Uh, is Dr. Brian Chapel. And I love one of the quotes from, uh, I think it was his preaching book. I can't remember which one it was, but it says, Every instruction about doctrine, every warning about heresy, and every encouragement to holiness and good works is effective only as it is realized in the lives of people. You know? Yes. You got to live it. Yes. You got to live out what your, say you believe. And sadly, not many do. No, no. Mm -hmm. And um, there are questions that you begin to, as you're looking and you're reading through these verses and other verses, of course, um, that you think about it. Because it's saying, okay, we know that, that man is sinful. We know God is holy. But what's the big deal? Now, the first question, answer that most people, I'd say the churchy answer, is so that I can spend eternity, don't have to spend eternity in hell, or that I spend, I can spend eternity with God. And absolutely, that is such a glorious part of our salvation. Yes. But what difference does that relationship that I, as sinful, horrible, lower than pond scum person have with the sovereign God of the universe? What difference does it make in my life? Right. And of course, we don't want to die and go to hell. Oh, of course not. <laughs> we don't. No. But that's still not. No, it's, it's right. What are you doing yes. right here? Yes. Right today. Right. And how are you living out your your salvation how are you how are how do people know that right if if someone who did not already know you were a christ follower opened up your facebook page and saw some of the comments that you had made would they know you love jesus no sadly they wouldn't now truth there's always a place for truth. Um, one of the things that I get a lot of flack from some of my friends, Facebook friends, is that I won't comment on certain things. And I'm not going to because I'm not going to draw other people into the fray. And I'm not going to let myself be drawn into it. I'll have private conversations with people on all sorts of things. But what I want my Facebook page, and I have two. I have one for my author page, an official looking one, <laughs> and then uh, the personal one. But what I want, even when I'm showing fun things or telling funny stories, I want everything about my representation to be about God. Yes. It's sad. It's on it, there. Like, yes. Know. And seeing people argue mm -hmm. with others publicly about like that. Yeah, and about know. things that, that no one really knows the answer or your opinion on certain political things yes. really is just equally as important as yes. mine. Yes. And probably neither of us are exactly right. Right. 
to just stay uh, out of it. To just, you know, but <laughs> yes. you're not, we're not representing. And, mm -hmm. and it's not the world. Now, the world is beginning, especially in the United States, it's beginning to turn against Christ followers. And you see that in laws. You see that all over the place. But if y'all could see me, you'll see I'm putting air quotes around the word Christians. Going after Christians and the language and the vileness and the vitriolic tone is no different from the world. Nope. That's not showing Christ. And so that's that's what we're moving into here in these uh, this chapter 12 of, <clears throat> of Romans. And is as, as I think Lee and I talked have talked about and I know I've talked about it with several you I always say it takes two pastors to keep me in line. I work at a church and <laughs> and have a great relationship with uh, uh, Brother Gene Wilson at um, uh, wherever uh, what is this church Crestway Baptist <laughs> uh, where where we are recording today and um, I currently without a pastor at my church in Valley View Baptist in Leeds, but I have many pastor friends and I'm blessed with mentors and godly men in my life. And I, I, um, I've been talking about how the pandemic is every little crack and fissure in any relationship is bursting wide open. And it's showing people's lack of commitment to God, lack of commitment to his word, lack of commitment to obeying him, lack of commitment to his bride, the church. It has been very eye-opening. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, then you want to back up from that to think, what, what are you basing your commitment on? If you went to... I don't know that there is such a thing as an average <laughs> church attender, but if you went into a whatever a church to someone who who uh, is regular, whatever that might mean, and you ask them what's the basis of their commitment, they're going to look at you funny because they don't really understand it. But that's what we just read about in. Romans 12, 1, as Paul says, I urge you, I appeal to you, therefore, by what? By the mercies of God. It, it's in light of the cross. Yes. And I'm personally, our church is small. Mm -hmm. We are. People are slowly starting to come back in. Mm -hmm. Right. I could see fear mm -hmm. for a while mm -hmm. being a big factor. But that they seem to be overcoming mm -hmm. that. We had a lot more on Sunday, mm -hmm. so thankful just to right. see Every them back. Sunday's a little. Yes, and that's awesome mm -hmm. to see that. Mm -hmm. But I think so much of fear during this mm -hmm. was driven a lot of things. Oh, yeah. sure, absolutely. But, but it's just where and we need a, to be. There's a right type of fear. Yes, that leads you to social distance. Yes, 
to wear your mask right. when you're supposed to, to wash your hands yeah. often, to not sneeze on somebody right. <laughs> or whatever. Some common sense things. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but our, it's showing the cracks and it's mm -hmm. showing where there's not the right, the right basis for a commitment. And so, um, when Paul says that word, therefore, in view of God's mercies, he's, he's really saying, um, all that stuff I wrote to you before, and here's my trend, here's my little bitty, and this is not for me. I, it was in some notes from a sermon, and I'm not sure who preached it. Um, but it said, in view of all the stuff that I wrote you, the fact that people are sinful and God is holy and that there's no way for us to come together, we were a people with no hope. And then he begins to talk about but God in his mercy. Yes. And, and you know, Ephesians 2, um, we won't read that right now, but uh, what, verses 1, 2, and 3 talk about what we were before we came to Christ. You know, dead in our trespasses and sins. And then that glorious verse, that, that wonderful, but God, mm -hmm. who is rich in mercy. And that's what Paul's pointing to here. And he's saying, you know, no one's righteous. No one earns it. No one deserves it. Yeah. It's a free gift of God. My husband and I, well, we have three children. Mm -hmm. And then even when we're teaching our youth, and we will say to them, God is holy, period. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no what if. Yeah. A, no. <laughs> and we, we, we will never, this side of heaven, really understand that. No. Not fully. Um, we can understand bits and pieces and get little glimpses. And know that he is. Holiness. Right. You know, and yes. within us. And what know. he expects. Right. Um, no. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> and so um, I think my mind has just shifted gears, uh, which is always very dangerous. And people who have heard me talk or teach or even had a conversation with me, understand how weird my brain works. But let's go ahead and read um, Ephesians 2. Let's go ahead and talk about that. Um, and then we'll come back to the um, Romans passage and talk. And we're probably going to be parking somewhere on this um, um, topic for several weeks here. Just setting a foundation uh, as we move forward on the podcast. So Ephesians, read, read Ephesians 2, just verse 1 first. Okay. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. And in uh, my version, it says, and you were dead in trespasses and sins in which... You once walked. Yes. That, that's what we were. And my my way of explaining that is I was lower than pond scum. Now I don't know I if still some am of y'all some days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
I don't yeah. know if everyone's ever been to a pond before and you've seen <laughs> ponds go. I want to tell you something. It's yucky. And if <laughs> you wade slimy. into it, it's yes. slimy and it gets on your clothes and it stains it and it's stinky mm. and ooh. Yes. And so that's my way of saying I was yucky. Mm. I was really yucky. This translation says in which you used to live. Right. Yes. yes. You, you used to be that way following the course of the world. The prince of the power is talking about Satan. So, so, you know, before we came to Christ, what our goal, all we were wanting to do was please Satan. And we did it well. Yes. And <laughs> how do I say this? Even if unknowingly, does that make sense? Yes. Because you can say mm -hmm. to people, that's what you're doing. And they're like, no, yeah. I would never yeah. try to please Satan, but you are. Right. Because if you're not living and doing what God exactly. wants you to do, yes. you're just you're just living yes. the other. So, you know. <laughs> right. And um, it goes on to talk about in verse three that um, that we all live that way, in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and the mind. And we were by nature children of wrath. Like the rest of mankind. We were awful. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And Satan was our ruler and our king. And we lived to please him. Well, I guess we need to really realize that we still are. But we need to strive. We not. But he doesn't have the power over us now. That's right. the difference. Right. Yeah. That's the difference. In the, in the Lord. And, yes. And we, when temptation comes, we're easy to make choices to do something. Yes. Uh, Satan tempts us. Oh. But um, I, that does happen, yes. But it's not every time because it's your own sinful heart mm. that bubbles up. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> and gets you, doesn't it? So yes. It is. Oh, yes. And so, um, you know, the Bible uses numerous words, and when you get, I'm not a scholar in Greek or Hebrew or anything else except Southern English. I can spike it pretty well sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but there are, four, there are really four words that are used in the Bible for sin. One of them is iniquity. And it's a perverse, don't you like that word, perverse, yeah. and crooked, <laughs> fallen human nature. It's people apart from God. Then a trespass is it's a lapse. It's a it's a slip. It's like walking on those rocks across a creek and making that little slip. Yes. It's falling away. Then there's transgression. Hmm. That's deliberate rebellion. You know, I had one of the scariest scary saddest things happen i was at the bedside of a lady in the emergency room when i lived in atlanta i was there with a friend uh, whose mom had had a stroke and the nurse who was helping us was of course helping the next door and she stuck her head in and she said, this, this lady's about to die. And her family, she has no relationship with her family. She's all alone. She doesn't believe in God. She didn't want to pray, but she needs somebody. And I said, okay, 
and my friend's mom was up for tests, so we were we were we were okay. So I went in there, and I just said, "I'd like to pray for you if I can." Yeah. And I mean, I said, "Well, you know, you're you're can't breathe. Your heart's failing. Your kidneys are already failing. I mean, there's just all this stuff going on, you know." And I said, "You're about to meet Jesus," and the stream. I still shudder when I think of it. The stream of profanity and cursing God. And she was gone. Mm. So tragic. So tragic. It, it, I just, I sat on the floor and cried. Just, I will not. Mm. Just that deliberate rebelling. And then sin, just the, the word sin is missing the mark and so when when that verse says you know and and you were dead in trespasses and sins and you were dead in your crooked fallen human nature you were falling away you were missing the mark in your deliberate rebellion that's how you were that was you um, and then uh, we we're looking at that and we think, oh, there's nothing good about me. There's just hopelessness. And we're dead. We're not even even alive. We're stinky, yucky, dead, you know? Yes. And then that glorious verse, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Yes. It goes on to talk and talk about God's love and God's grace. And I don't want you to miss this point. God not only is love, God loves his people of his own will, and he directs that love toward his people. That's awesome. And that he would. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. That he's just willing. We're just going, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now, this is a, this is a good place mm. to, to stop. Um, but I'm not going to stop without one other scripture verse about God's love. And it's from 1 John 3, 1. And it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has lavished, just poured on us that we should be called children of God. That's the beginning of the discussion of the basis of our commitment to God. And so if you want to hear more, you're going to have to come back next week at the same time and um, check us out and listen. These discussions, uh, she, we're going to keep going. They'll just want to lead to the next one, to the next one. No telling what we're going to talk about. Some of these, as as we said, the first podcast will be a lot more sort of teaching, talking about biblical truth and theology, but we're always wanting to couch it in how do you live that. And so next week we're going to be focusing a lot more on, okay, God loves me. What's the big deal? And it is a great big deal. So thank you for joining us. And we will um, pray and say goodbye for the afternoon. 
Gracious Heavenly Father, as always, I thank you for your love and your watch care over us. I thank you for this time together. And Father, I pray that you would lead and guide us in our discussions. And Father, that your spirit would take what we have said and would work in the hearts of those who are listening. And Father, we want you glorified in all that's said and done. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Y'all have a good one. Yes.